What's up, Transformation Church? Come on, it's such an honor to be with you again today on our online experience. God has been doing some amazing things in our church and really in the church across the planet. We've been hearing stories about millions of lives being impacted with the gospel. Just, just our church alone at Easter, 4,000 people were able to participate and, and view in some, in some way. I mean, that's incredible. We never could have reached that amount of people uh, in our building. So again, thank you so much for your faithfulness, for your faith, for your belief, for your generosity of what God's doing. We've seen about 15 people, I believe, five at Easter give their life to Christ and, and about 10 others that we know of throughout the time we've been online saying yes to Jesus. You are making an impact for eternity and, and I'm so grateful to be in this time together. We are getting stronger. We're gonna get through this. And so again, it's an honor to, to, to be with you in your living room today or bringing the word to you through a tablet in your home, in your car, wherever you are watching. It's just an honor to be able to bring this word to you. We're in a series called Unshakable Believer. We've been looking at some foundations of an unshakable life. The first foundation we looked at was godly worship. The second foundation last week was godly community. I want to encourage you, if you haven't got into one of our Zoom connect groups, go online to our website and check out one of our connect groups. We have times that meet all across the week that will work out for you. And so you need godly community right now to make you unshakable. And the, today I want to look at the third foundation of a, of a godly um, believer, an unshakable believer. The third foundation is godly purpose. Godly purpose, that you have a purpose from God. We're going to look at Ephesians chapter 1, some thoughts from Ephesians. Ephesians really reveals uh, what God's prepared for those that love him and some of our purpose. It says this in the message translation, Ephesians 1, verse 11 through 12 in the message. Follow along with me. It says this, it is, it is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. He had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. My title for today is this, God is a Google stalker. God is a Google stalker. Let's pray real quick. Father, thank you so much that you're stalking us. Thank you that you've chased us down before we ever had our hopes up or knew about you or noticed you. You were putting your eye on us. You were looking to us. You were drawing us. You were loving us. Thank you, Jesus, today for doing the same. Holy Spirit, continue to open us up and draw us to, to God, draw us to Jesus. Let us see Jesus more clearly today than ever so we can know the Father more clearly today than ever. We open our heart and life up to your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is a Google stalker. Come on, where are all you Facebook stalkers at? Insta stalkers out there. I know who you are. Come on, listen, don't get mad at me. God is a Google stalker. I was looking at this verse and, it, and, the, and the passage said that before you ever noticed God or before you ever uh, had your hopes up in God, he had his eye on you. And I thought, well, that's a little bit wild. Like God's watching me. I get that, like his eyes on me. But the way I read it, it's like, is that creepy? Is that good? Is that cool? I don't know. I started looking up online when people are watching me and I don't know it, looking for definitions for that. And Google stalker came up. And here's the definition of a Google stalker. This is what it says. It says to use a search engine to get information about a current or past love interest. Come on, God is Google stalking you. He's been Google stalking you the day you were born. He's been Google stalking you the day he designed you in his heart. The, the reason he, he, he's Google stalking you is because you're his love interest, past, present, and future. He's had his eye on you. He's been looking at you way before you noticed him. It says that he had his eye on you, and here's why. It tells us a few reasons why. Verse 12 says he had his eye on us, number one, he, for designs for glorious living. He had his eye on us. He had designs on us 
for glorious living. Number one, write this down. You are designed for glorious living. You are designed by God for a glorious life. I wrote it this way in my notes. He has his eye on you to put his design on you. God's eye is on you because he's putting his design on us over and over throughout our life. He's designing our life. It's kind of like boy meets girl story, right? Come on, guy and girl go out on a date and uh, known each other for an hour. And uh, she's kind of liking him. He's kind of liking her. One hour known each other. What does she do? Come on, ladies. Come on. You took his last name. You known each other for an hour, took his last name and put it behind your name. And you began to design a life full of glorious living. You began to see the house and see the future and how many kids and how many cats. And all he's thinking about is your perfume smells good. He he has no idea in your head that you're designing this glorious future, this glorious life. He says one stupid thing like, like, you know, I don't like cats. And you get terribly mad. And he's like, what's wrong? Why are you so mad? You're like, because you just ruined my whole life. Because you had planned it all the way out to, to this moment. And like, he's like, I just don't, I just don't like cats. Like, like it's, it's this design that you've had. God has put his name on you. God has actually designed you. You might not feel it. You might not even know it. You might not know that he's done it, but he created you. He's the designer of your life and he stamped you with his design. And he says that I've designed you and made you fearfully and wonderfully. You've got this design from God. It's amazing that he's thought about all the details of your life. I heard a story about a 21-year-old producer that won Grammys with the music that he produced and it was showing this home that he was building. And the, the news, I don't know if it was a CNN story or a Dateline, I'm not sure, but they were giving a tour through this home that he was buying. And this home was a $12 million mansion. This kid's 21. Man, I was like, dang. Had, had three pools, I think. It had an Olympic pool. It had, a, it had an infinity pool. It had 15 guest rooms coming off one of the pools. Had a bowling alley. Come on, goals. Had a, had a, had a big giant, um, had a giant Skittles machine in the foyer of the house. I mean, this is any kid's dream, like 21, right? As he, as he took us through the house and explained all these things, he comes into the kitchen and he walks up to the backdrop and he says, see that right there? And he pulls out this little faucet from the back, from the backsplash right under the hood by the stove. And he opens this thing up and it's this little wand and he turns it and it's actually water. There's a pot under it and it actually pours water out and fills a pot where you could boil pasta or spaghetti or whatever. And, and, the, and the, little, the little spigot came right over top of the pot, fit perfectly. And he said, all the things in this house, all the beautiful things. He said, that's the reason I bought the house. And you're like, in your head going like, what? This dude's 21. He bought it for a pasta, a pasta spigot. Like, and he said, no, he said, the reason that I bought it when I saw that was because of this. If the architect and designer thought of that detail, I know he thought of every other detail in this entire house. I just want to say to you that God designed you And he's thought of every detail that you need in your life to do what he's called you to do. Everything you have, write this down, everything you have is everything you need. God has put a design on you. You are not responsible to design your life. You're not responsible to build it and design it. He's the designer. You're responsible to stay in Christ, trust Jesus, trust God, and to actually believe that everything you have is everything you need. You're designed with, for a glorious life, for glorious living. You might not know it, but God's got his name on you. Verse 12 goes on to tell us he had designs on us for glorious living 
part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. The second thing you can write down when it comes to purpose, design reveals destiny. Design reveals destiny. It goes on. Paul says that you actually have designs on you. Why? To be a part of this overall purpose that God's working out in everyone everywhere. Meaning that you have this destiny, that you have, you have a design because you have a purpose. You have a design because you have a destiny. The fact that you were designed means it's proof that you are destined for some stuff. God is using you in his purpose on the planet. He's got this destiny in your life. As a parent, come on, my daughter turned 13 Thursday. 13 Thursday. She, she is an amazing young girl. I've got three teenagers in the house now. I've got a 13-year-old, 15-year-old, and 16-year-old. Come on, somebody, pray for your pastor. And uh, I, I, I love my kids and with their destiny. I know they're destined and it's cool like to see some of the designs and skills in their life. And as a parent, come on, any parents out there, you know, when you see a skill of your kid, you, get, you can get a little extreme like cheering on their destiny, right? Like my daughter, like she has a little art gift. And so like I saw a picture one time she drew. I'm like, babe, 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 come here. Look at this. And I'm holding the picture. I'm like, move over, Mr. Da Vinci. My daughter has come to the planet. She's an abstract queen. Check this out. My wife's like, chill out, Jamie. She's three. I mean, I, I'm, I'm cheering her destiny on one of my sons. He's got this engineering bent, right? And he, he's kind of bent towards creating and making things. I'm like, look out, Mr. Musk. Here comes my son, somebody. Tesla 2.0, it's inside of him. My 15-year-old, when he scored his first touchdown, I'm holding the phone, shouting, videoing him, going, go, go, go. I mean, start NFL, here we come. I got him in the backyard. Footsteps, footsteps. So, come on, quick feet, quick feet, quick feet. Come on, son, jump rope, get faster. Cheering on his destiny. We get a little extreme, somebody, you know what I'm saying? It's like we're all in, like get the Wheaties box ready. I think as a parent, as a human parent, if I cheer on and get that extreme for my kid's destiny because I've seen a design and seen a skill in their life, how much more does our God in heaven, our Father, who actually designed us, cheer on our destiny? Come on, think God is saying, that's my boy. That's my girl. Look at the skills. Yeah, I put that in them. Yeah, I put that design there. Yeah, I gave him that. Look out. Come on, hold on, Mr. Da Vinci. My son and my daughter. Come on, look out, Mr. President. Here she comes. Hold the door, NASA. <laughs> like the kid just made a paper airplane. Come on, God, you're getting a little, little extreme. I know that they've got a destiny. God's saying, I'm cheering on your destiny. Your design reveals your destiny. Here's what you have to understand. Discovering purpose is a process. Many times we want it all at once. God, give me my whole purpose. Tell it all to me. Give it to me. But it's actually in the doing that we discover. It's as we do. Think about my kids. They've got a skill. They've got a, a design. I see it. I start cheering them on. But it takes practice. It takes investment. It takes skills. It takes training. It takes them figuring out what they like, what they don't like. It's as they do, they discover their destiny. God's saying the same thing to you and I. It's, it's, a, it's a process as he reveals our purpose. I want to encourage you. De design reveals destiny, but destiny is discovered. God wants you to discover your purpose. He wants you to discover your destiny. We got to plug in, plug into one another, plug into community, plug into to, to some of the things that the church is, is, is offering and, and, and facilitating and believing God for in your life. And you're going to continue to discover the destiny he has for you. We have next steps coming up this next week, May the 3rd, I believe, online. It's, it's at 12 p.m. on Zoom. It's all online. Our whole church has moved to online. It's going to be an amazing one-hour experience. Here's what next steps is. If you've never really discovered your purpose, one of our, one of our missions here is for you to discover purpose because God's cheering on your purpose. We want to be a church and pastors and leaders and people that cheer on your purpose with God. 
And so our next steps class, it's a designed to give you a spiritual gifts test and, and, and to give you a little leadership aptitude and leadership personality test and, and to kind of reveal how God made you so that you can go, oh, oh wow, this is, this is my design, but not only my design, I'm also discovering my destiny. And God wants to reveal that and cheer that on, and we do too. So I'd encourage you, sign up for that Zoom. If you haven't, check out the link right now in the chat. You can jump into that, that next steps on Zoom, and I think it's gonna be powerful. I'd love you to kind of discover your purpose that way. And the last thought that'll help with a purpose to be unshakable in your life is this. Verse 13 and 14, it says this. It's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed it, this message of your salvation, found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. I love this language. This signet from God or this, this, this down payment from God, the Holy Spirit, is the first installment, again, a down payment installment of what's coming, a reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us. It's talking about your purpose, your destiny, your design. You're gonna get everything God has planned for you, a praising and glorious life. Number three, when it comes to your design and your destiny, number three, write this down, your destiny has a deposit on it. Your destiny has a deposit. It says that you are signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. Those are past tense. God has already done the work. You're signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. There's a down payment put on your life with the Holy Spirit. What's a deposit? What's a down payment? Well, if I was going to go buy a house and I wanted to buy the house, I would give a down payment, a deposit, telling the house owner, the homeowner, that I was committed to uh, purchasing the house, that, that I was giving them a guarantee that there was more to come. I was giving them a guarantee that I was gonna come back and get the, the, the rest of the house and give them the rest of the money. If I was the one that owned the house and someone was trying to give me a down payment or a deposit, I would be taking the deposit and what it would say to me as the one taking the guarantee or receiving the guarantee is this. It would say that if the closing is in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, doesn't matter. I know that the person gave me the money and even though I might not see him for 30 days, 60 days, even though we might not sit down over the deal for another 90 days, I know that even though life is distracting and they're doing their own thing and I might not be hearing from them, the realtors and lawyers and all the title agencies are working stuff out I know that they've given me this money and they are committed into the direction of their deposit I understand they're committed in the direction of what they've given money for so when I feel like I might the, the deal might be over I know I've got the guarantee what God is saying in this is that he is committed into the direction of the deposit he's put on your life that God is not running away from your life that that there's a purpose and a plan and a destiny on your life that God has actually put a deposit on your life. And you might feel at times like it's gone quiet. It's been 30 days, God. It's been 60 days, God. The deal isn't closed. It's been 90 days, God. And the devil is always showing up to try to tell us the deal is done. The deal is over and we mess up and we make mistakes and we fail at times. And, and the devil just loves to whisper like the deal is done. The deal is done. And God's saying, no, 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 no. I've put a deposit on your life. I am committed to the direction of my deposit in your life. I'm not running away from you. I I am backing up your purpose. I am backing up your destiny with the Holy Spirit. I am following up on you. And even if you feel like I'm not involved in the deal, the deal is still on because I've got a deposit on your life. I want to encourage somebody today that feels like the deal is off. God is committed to your destiny. You can write that down. God is committed to your destiny. He is committed to the completion of who you are. Come on, if you're breathing, you've got purpose. If you're breathing and, and you know Christ and the Holy Spirit is in your life, He is the down payment to guarantee there's more to come in God. Not, and not just for heaven one day, for, for the work that He's designed for you on earth. 
it says that he who started a good work in you is faithful to bring it to completion I want to encourage you with that that God has given you a design a destiny and a down payment and he's not going anywhere he's committed to it all as I close I want to close with the last part of this this chapter and this verse and verse 15 through 19 Paul goes on and says I thank God for you thank God for you always but then he goes but more than that this is what he says but more than just giving thanks not only that he says I ask God I ask the God of our master Jesus Christ the God of glory to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what he is calling you to do grasp the immensity of his glorious way of life he has for his followers oh the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him endless energy boundless strength Paul goes on to say listen I want you to know Jesus so well that you get so clear and so focused on your calling that the more you know him the more you'll know what he's calling you to do the more clear and focused you'll be and once you're clear and focused on your calling it, it breeds this internal strength where you understand you've got this endless energy and this boundless strength from the inside because he's working on the inside of you Paul's saying that you'd be focused and clear knowing what he's called you to do and then you'd have this strength from that. I wrote it this way. Clarity brings commitment. Clarity brings commitment. When you can see your purpose fully, when you can discover it and see it clearly, all of a sudden nothing can stop you. There's this commitment no matter what comes your way. Nothing can hinder the calling and destiny on your life when you have clarity about why you're here. That's what God wants you to discover. Clear purpose gives us power to go through all of life's pain. And if you're feeling like you don't have power to get through some of this, clarify your purpose. Ask God to show you your purpose. He's got purpose on you right now. We all go through stuff, but the, the clarity of purpose gives us power. I think sometimes we have a commitment problem, and our commitment problem is because we don't have clarity. Usually a commitment problem comes from a clarity problem. I want to encourage you with this. Come on, get clarity. I don't want commitment problems in my life. It's, it's like this. I hate the ocean when the water's not clear. Anybody else out there like, like, I don't care. I'm swimming. If I can't, that's why I like the Bahamas water. Come on, somebody. You can see right to the bottom. You can see everything from a mile out. You see the sharks. You see the fish. You see whatever's coming your way. If I can't see, I don't, I'm, I'm a big baby out in the ocean. I'm just going to tell you, like, if I can't see, if it's not clear and I can't see my feet, one little fin brushes my, one little bit of seaweed touches my leg. Come on. I don't care who's in the water. I leave the wife. I leave the kids. I leave, I'm in the, I'm in the shore. Commitment issues. <laughs> I will leave you behind if I get touched in the, in the ocean by something. Why? Why? Why am I so scared? Why, why do I not commit? Because it's not clear what touched my life. It's not clear. With clarity, none of that happens. I just want to encourage you in this season. Some, some of you are running scared from stuff because you don't have clarity right now. Some of you are running scared from different things in your life or, or different things in your home or different things because you've got to get back to the clarity of your purpose and the clarity of your focus. Commitment comes when we get clear on our purpose from God. Think about Disney. I mean, Disney, their employees, listen, they have to have 60 interactions a day with customers. If any trash hits the ground in Disney, 60 seconds and it's picked back up. A Disney employee has to be in character at all times. They can never be seen without the costume and character on. When they point, they can't point with one finger because it's considered rude. They have to point with two fingers. Man, they're committed like crazy. And why? What purpose? For a mouse. Come on, can I just say that if they're that committed for the purpose of a mouse, 
Can we be the church of the living God in this hour that's so committed to the Savior of our souls that rose from the dead and rose to glory and is seated by the right hand of God trying to touch this planet? Can we decide as an army and as a people, thank you for your commitment to the purposes of God like never before in this hour. This is the hour where God's saying, I need you to be committed. I didn't, I didn't raise up a shaky church. I didn't die for a shaky church. I didn't die for a shaky people. I didn't die for a scared people. I died for a people to put my power and my purpose in them. We're not just a room full of people. We're not a house full of people. We're a house full of people with purpose and power. This is the hour that God's saying, come on. Keep being committed. Keep getting clear. You've got purpose. You've got destiny. Some of you might feel like you don't even know why you're on this planet. The Bible says that it's in Jesus that we find out why we're here and what we're living for. I want to encourage you as your pastor, I can't let you get casual with your commitment to your calling. God's saying this is an hour where where we're going to get clear on our commitment because because we've got a strength. And when we get clear, there's a strength that rises up in us like never before. I want to encourage you. There's a strength on the inside of you that you didn't even know was there. As you get clear, clarity today, you're going to see a commitment level and a strength level go to a whole new place in God. God's going to use you in this hour. God's using our church in this hour. And I'm here to encourage you that we're going to be committed to the cause and call of God like never before. The, 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 the foundation of an unshakable life today is godly purpose. You're called for such a time as this. We've got a godly purpose. Therefore, we're not shaky in this thing. I want to pray for you today. If you're listening to me and you feel like, man, Pastor, I didn't even realize God had his eye on me. I didn't even know I had a design. I want to pray that you understand he's designed you, that all you have is all you need. And that you would understand that your design actually reveals your destiny and that you would begin to to believe that you've got a destiny in God, that if you're breathing today, you still have purpose in God. Some of you feel like, that God's left you, he's not committed to you. Come on, listen to me, that you would stay committed to understand you still have a purpose because God is committed to you like never before. I know it might feel like the deal isn't done or the deal's been missed or the devil's been telling you that you sinned too much or you messed up too bad or that, that you missed your time or whatever. The devil's a liar. And God has a down payment, a deposit of the Holy Spirit. And I'm here to remind you today that God is committed into the direction of his deposit on your life. And he will complete your destiny and your purpose. Plans for a glorious life. I want to pray that you would recognize that and receive that today and stay committed because God's committed to you. And then I want to take a minute and pray for those that need a fresh start in Jesus. You're listening to me today and you've never just given your life to Christ. We call it a fresh start here. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he gets a fresh start in God. Old things are gone, all things are new. The way this translation said it was this, that it's in Christ that we understand who we are and why we're living. Let me say it to you this way. The one that designed you gets to define you. And you've been trying to define yourself apart from Jesus, apart from him, and it doesn't make sense. You thought it was money. You thought it was sex. You thought it was girls. You thought it was was popularity. You thought it was a business. You thought it was an income. You thought it was a neighborhood, a status, a side of town. You thought there's a lot of things you tried to use to define you. But the reality is the only one that can define you is the one that designed you. And you are designed. You are destined. There's a down payment on that as you accept Jesus today. If you need a fresh start today, we're going to pray for that as well. Would you bow your heads with me and just pray? Father, thank you so much for your word. I pray that it does everything it's meant to do today. 
You said that, that your word goes out and waters the earth and brings forth a harvest. It, it never returns empty. It always produces what it's called to produce. So I ask this morning that your word would produce here on out all it's called to produce in all of the hearts that those that hear today. If you're in this, in this moment and your heart's open right now, I just want to encourage you got a destiny. You're designed by God. God, I pray right now for someone listening to the sound of my voice that thinks they need more, that they don't have enough, that they can't make it, that if they just had this or that, I just pray right now that they would know that everything they have is everything they need. And that they would dig down deep and understand their design has a destiny behind it, God. And I pray that they would know right now you're cheering on their destiny. Those that are about to quit, about to give up, God, they can get through this. You're committed to them. I pray they would open their heart, their mind, their their energy up to knowing you are committed to them and they're not going to run from you today. God, I pray you would strengthen their resolve this morning. I pray you would strengthen their heart. You would strengthen their faith. Jesus, you're praying for us right now to strengthen us so that we're committed to the call of God on our life. I pray anyone under the sound of my voice would recommit, would renew to the commitment of the call of God on their life today. And if you're listening right now and you need a fresh start, if you need to give your life to Jesus, it's just simply surrendering to Him. Not rules, not regulation, not religion, not church building. We're not even in a building. It's, it's just saying yes to Jesus, believing in your heart that He's God and that he was a man and that he died and rose from the dead on the third day, ascended to heaven, and that he has the power to give you eternal life and to be your Lord and your Savior. That he designed you and he wants to define your life. If you're ready to surrender to that, just type Jesus in the chat right now. Type fresh start. Just That's what we call it. We call it fresh start. Just type fresh start right now. I need a fresh start in God this morning. If that's you, I need a fresh start in Jesus. I'm ready to surrender and make him my Lord and my leader. I need a fresh start. Pastor Jamie, I need a fresh start. Just just type it right in there right now. Maybe you've backed away from God. Maybe the enemy's caused some confusion in your life. Maybe you've walked away on purpose. Maybe you just, you know it's your time to come back to Christ. You need a fresh start. If you've been away and you're coming back today, right, fresh start right now. I want to pray for you and pray with you. It's as simple as just praying these words from your heart. No magic in the words. It's just surrender. Would you pray with me right now? Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying for all my sins and all my shame and all my guilt. Thank you for designing me and now I surrender so you can define me. Put your spirit in me, put your heart in me. Remove a heart of stone, a heart that's hard and cold to the ways of God and open my heart up. Give me a heart of life, a heart of flesh that would be open to the ways of God and the word of God. Holy Spirit, thank you for giving me life today. I surrender Jesus to you. Thank you for a fresh start. I ask you to get glory from my life, the rest of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Come on, what an awesome, awesome moment. If you said yes and made a fresh start, come on, give yourself a high five. Give somebody a high five. If you received a commitment to the call of God, come on, we celebrate with you today. We love you so much. I'm so proud of you. Come on, you're making a difference around this planet. And we are an unshakable church. You are an unshakable believer. I love you so much. It's an honor to be your pastor. We'll see you all throughout the week online. I love you so much. Can't wait to see you next week. God bless.